0: Hello, my name is Dean Bobar, and I am the adult life minister at Christ Pacific Church in Huntington Beach, California. As a church, we are seeking to cultivate a vibrant community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world so our neighbors may also experience God's goodness. You're listening to our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or to subscribe to this podcast, Visit us at cpchb.org. Have you ever heard the phrase, one of these is not like the other? In a sense, these words apply to the Gospel of John among the four Gospels in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptics because they share a similar perspective. Let's explore together what makes the Gospel of John distinctive as a narrative focused on the good news, or gospel, of Jesus. We can unpack John's uniqueness in terms of John's story and John's message. The gospel according to John and the gospel according to Luke are the only two among the four New Testament gospels to explicitly state their purposes. John's purpose statement is found in chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Exploring keywords in John's purpose statement is one way to understand and introduce readers to the story and message of John's gospel. The fact that John could have written about many other miraculous signs that Jesus did reflects the selective nature of the gospel of John. In other words, John was aware of more than what he chose to write about Jesus' life, ministry, death, and resurrection. John was most likely the last gospel writer, finishing this gospel around 90 A.D., It seems that John knew of the synoptics, or at least the traditions behind these three Gospels. What John includes in his Gospel was done for a particular purpose, he says, to lead readers to begin or to continue to believe in Jesus as Israel's Messiah, the Christ, and the Son of God. Miraculous signs are central to John's selective presentation of Jesus in this Gospel, John selected seven signs to have as part of his story of Jesus. They are turning water into wine in chapter 2, healing the official's son in chapter 4, healing the paralyzed man in chapter 5, feeding the 5,000 in chapter 6, walking on the water also in chapter 6, healing the man born blind in chapter 9, and raising Lazarus from the dead in chapter 11. And the ultimate sign in John's gospel is Jesus' resurrection. All the other signs point to this ultimate sign in some way. Each miraculous sign reveals Jesus' glory and points to his identity and mission as the Son of God. There are often speeches and dialogues of Jesus that are connected to the signs and that draw out the significance of Jesus' actions for understanding his identity and mission. As Jesus speaks with and to different people and different groups, it seems as if Jesus is on trial. Keeping in mind this lawsuit motif is helpful in grasping John's story of Jesus. These miraculous signs, speeches, and dialogues are found within chapter 1, verse 19, through chapter 12, verse 50, which is about the revelation of Jesus to Israel. Following this major section is the glorification of Jesus by the Father in chapters 13 through 20, where Jesus prepares his disciples for his upcoming death, chapters 13 through 17, and faces his dest- destiny of crucifixion, chapters 18 and 19. And Resurrection, chapter 20. Framing these two major sections are the prologue in chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, and the epilogue, chapter 21. The prologue introduces readers to and prepares them for John's story of Jesus, and the epilogue focuses on Jesus restoring Peter and correcting a misunderstanding about the Apostle John. Now let's turn to the message of John's gospel. The purpose of John in and through his gospel is to initiate or increase the reader's faith in Jesus. And the message of the gospel revolves around Jesus and the life available through trusting and obeying him. Thus, this message can be summed up in the phrase, life in the Son." John wants his readers to see Jesus through the eyes of faith and to have life with God through Jesus by the Spirit's power and presence. It's important to note that the dominant image of Jesus in John's gospel is Jesus as the temple of God. He's the very presence of God in the world. Focusing on this imagery can be a means of understanding much of what is said about and by Jesus in this gospel. Another way of grasping John's message about Jesus and the life available in him is to pay attention to Jesus' origins, identity, mission, and destiny. One can profit from reading John's gospel with the following questions in mind. Origins, where did Jesus come from? Identity, who was and is Jesus. Mission, why did Jesus come to the earth? And finally, destiny, where is Jesus going? Searching for the answers to these questions as John's story of Jesus unfolds can be a fruitful approach to reading, understanding, and applying this gospel. As Jesus' followers, God always calls us to go deeper into our faith in Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God who took on flesh in order to become Israel's promised Messiah who came to save the world and then who returned to God the Father. Let's read perhaps the most familiar verse in John's gospel to see John's gospel and John's purpose in his gospel fleshed out. This verse is John 3, 16. I'm sure you have heard it before. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We can see here Jesus' origins. God loved and gave his only son. We can see here Jesus' identity. Jesus is God the Father's only son. We can see here Jesus' mission. Jesus came to offer God's gracious offer of eternal life in him. Only a few passages in in John's gospel will hit on all four questions we just talked about. However, you will find John's gospel addressing one or more questions such as these in each chapter. It's been said that John's gospel is deep enough for both a child and an elephant to wade in. God can and does use the gospel of John to draw into deeper faith both newer and seasoned followers of Jesus. But wherever you are at is important to get in the water. Thanks so much for joining us for our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our Year in the Bible campaign to subscribe or learn how you can become engaged with us as a church, please visit us at cpchb.org.